the Saibai tradition, uh, as we remember it, uh, has been part of our tradition here for with weddings, of course, and uh, in the main. And then in recent years, because of the fact that uh, a local competition used to be held here on uh, about St. Stephen's Day uh, for the best uh, Saibai team uh, in the parish, uh, it has been part of the St. Stephen's Day scene uh, for a number of years also. Uh, they, it provides great enjoyment and uh, the fact that they were always welcome uh, at, at a wedding was something you know, which was very much part of the tradition. And then if you take the competition, for instance, it doesn't matter what's happening in the parish uh, on the night of the strawberry competition, uh, you'd get a packed hall so that even though they're, they're, uh, the, the, the tradition itself has died down in as much as that you don't have them coming to wedding them, that the house weddings are gone, except indeed that, that some, in some hotels it, the, the, the strawberries have come in uh, at weddings and even at the, uh, quite recently and have been rec- well accepted. But uh, it's it's uh, the world tradition and the, it's, it's everybody seems to, to enjoy it and we have we've carried it on and we hope that it will be carried on in the future. Well, they were the Bohuli Bona of history, like, you know, and uh, the Bohuli Bona, in fact, uh, were people like that were either evicted from their lands in times gone by and they they raided the, the people that had possessed their lands. I think it started possibly in Ulster. I may be very wrong in this. It probably was a tradition maybe in various parts of the land and those people who were dispossessed like made their raids every now and again and they adapted the straw hats and the white shirts and as you notice here in Coron like that there's still a white shirt and a sheet and all that over you and a straw hat and they were very sort of elementary items of clothing that could be got you know they could be got easily and um, they could easily make their straw hats and they raided in the past I think they raided the people who had dispossessed them or they got their own back on on whatever people victimized them and I would think that this straw by fun tradition that we have at the moment has a very definite root in history and that would would stem from there like but it's there's a mystic link missing and I can't feel it <laughs> Even though the the clamoury started out as a traditional thing, they have become a great attraction on St Stephen's Day because the team go, goes out and does the does the rounds, goes to all the different places in in the parish, and they have great fun. It's great crack, surely. Yeah, well, I'll tell you about uh, when I remember I was around about 15 years of age, and, I, and my ta- my experience of the, the clamoury was at weddings. And it kept going up till about uh, 15 years ago. But fair play to this village, Kron. They kept it up. And and it's still going. And the other villages are taking it on now. But um, since Stephen's Day, I had a good experience. I enjoyed it because I come into the pub I was in. And that was one day I enjoyed. And I think it's going to be the common thing in Ackley. And throughout me, throughout me, of anyone that 
the villages that knows about. Well, there are other villages which have yeah. taken it up as well. You have many villages in North Mayo. We even had them up here, you know, up in, in the our local um, yeah. pub here, where they came up and and and, and everybody had an enjoyable night. When they yeah, were here. because the the clamory because you're, you're the thing about the clamory they they come in and you're just trying to figure out who's that. And you know, it's it's enjoyable and everybody joins in. And uh, I reckon it's, it's a great thing. Well, one of the great things I, I think about the Clamory is the enjoyment that the young kids get out of it. And they, they really love it. They, they, their eyes light up and they really enjoy it. Enjoy it. They, yeah. they do. And you can imagine kids seeing something like with the Clamory, the hats on and all that. It's something like, just like uh, something out of space for them, really. Well, you see, if you like, it was a, it was a spontaneous thing, if you like. Maybe a few lads would get together in the house and then pull a few shoes of straw and make the hats in an hour or two. And uh, then I suppose if one or two teams met on the, on the road, they might sort of uh, compromise and uh, club up and, and uh, rather than have too many going to the, to the same uh, going to the same wedding. But uh, they were they were always part of the scene. Uh, and those, especially the young people, I think, going to a wedding in the past uh, would always. Uh, Look forward to, to seeing the straw boys coming in. It was generally the highlight of the wedding itself when the, the straw boys uh, came in. Ah, uh, my first memories is 70 years ago, at least, going into a wedding house as a small boy. And to see the straw boys coming in and a couple of barrels of porter. And when there was a wedding in that house, Oh, my God, the natives around them weren't afraid to give a couple of chickens or any damn thing. And you've got a big leg of chicken when you went into the wooden house. That's enough. Next thing, the caper started with the dancing and the singing and a lot. And at the head of the hunt, the straw boys came in. And a big bucket of porter and you'd see them drinking it under the straw hat. For fear they'd be known. Oh, dancing on the flag floor. On the flag floor. Dancing on the flag floor, you see, in, in them days, you know, and there was no concrete floors or anything like that, and the um, lodging would be playing about in the corner, and when they'd go in, you see, that the captain would go in first, and uh, he'd clear the way with the, that's the idea of him having the stick with him. And out of the, out of the audience that would be in the house there, he'd pick the women to dance with the, um, with the clamories as it was, you know. Uh, traditionally, you had, and it's still the same, you had a captain, you had a musician, uh, you had, uh, that wasn't necessarily now part of the, the makeup in the past. If they didn't have a, mu a musician, you'd have a, a musician playing at a wedding in any case, and uh, he would fill in that part. You had four dancers, you had uh, an old man and an old woman, and then the dancers 
for the actual uh, performance that they did in the wedding house. Uh, the dancers were picked from the from the people around the floor, and indeed, uh, very often when the captain picked the dancers, uh, he would make the mistake maybe of picking them from his own village, so that it was an indication to the people in the at attending the wedding where they came from, the particular village they came from. Say, this is Curran, no, Belfast is the next village. Well, if a dancer, if the captain picked a few girls from Belfast. He would be making it more or less obvious that the, the uh, that particular team of strawberries had come from Belfast. So um, they were always welcome. It was regarded as being lucky if they came to a wedding. They were always well treated. They got their uh, their uh, couple of cans of porter, and they usually adjourned maybe to the next house or uh, someplace nearby where they drank their, their, their few cans of porter. Thirty-nine years old myself, and I, I remember being at two house weddings. Like you know, it's all receptions in big hotels. Now you have to travel out, and you have to do various modern nineteenth or twentieth century duties. But I remember one house wedding that the straw boys arrived at at about twelve o'clock at night. I was only a young boy at the time, and uh, for me they were absolutely fascinating. And um, there was no sort of uh, draft Guinness as we know it now. It was a big barrel of porter inside in the house. Yeah, that was right. And there were jugs underneath it, and there were buckets, buckets underneath that. And the clamoury came in at about half twelve, and we had nobody expected them really, except that it was looked on at the at the time as. Uh, sort of a, a good omen on the part of the couple that the clamoury would turn up and they did turn up anyway and uh, they uh, they couldn't actually drink they danced with all the girls and the men of the of the kitchen as it happened at the time we used to call it the kitchen it was the the middle part of the house and there was a great few reels and jigs danced and then afterwards I spotted that there was a full bucket of porter being filled and in fact uh, it was taken outside the door and a rake of mugs, they weren't pint glass or anything, were taken out as well. That's right. And I later had to go out to relieve myself later on and I spotted all these uh, specimens that that had the straw hats on inside and I spotted them just helping themselves to the most support through the gable of the house and oh, that was it was a beautiful thing, you know. Oh, that was so that was twenty years ago. That was Mary Devers wedding. Well I remember a story about a a fella who uh, got a number of girls to <laughs> to join with him uh, for a for a wedding. Uh, he f- he failed to get some of the lads. This would be laterally now and uh, he was fairly fond of the, the uh, the um, the porter and uh, anyway he um, they were on the way home and uh, he he was sort of uh, they were walking of course and they were on the way home and he was uh, clapping himself on the back and saying well we had a good night we got plenty to drink and so on and so forth and 
next thing he says, high lads, we'll pull up here for a slash. He, he forgot that there were uh, a number of women in the party. And, uh, well, it's just one of the, the stories that's come to mind about the thing, you know. We had a lot of fun. Like We used to have the the competition and the sound hall and the Coilach and the Shannon weren't necessarily male and female, you know. And uh, I remember one gentleman that we had to dress up as a woman and we had a terrible job blowing balloons, like to give him appropriate boobs and all that. Like, there was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think one of them burst at the actual performance. Like, so we really enjoyed ourselves, you know. Those are my memories of it anyway, like, but uh, I know that I always had hay fever for three or four days after wearing the straw hat, you know. Plus the fact that uh, the Farrati, if, if he wasn't a sort of a discreet person, like, you know, he could give you a very bad blow of a stick or something, you see, so you're, try you're trying to play a tune on a melodeon or something afterwards, you see, and this, I suppose, happens with the spirit of Christmas because this, is, this commemorative thing happens around Christmas time, so... Sometimes people slightly forget the rules. are made from either straw oats, straw or rye. Well, the rye is stronger and uh, they're made up and usually they're made in a hurry at the last minute for the teams and the teams decide to when they decide to put in a team uh, or for the for the, the weddings. And um, there's no better man than Tom's here to tell you about them. Well, the way it is with straw hats, you see, if you have good straw, you'll make a good hat. As the fellow said long ago, you, there's no man able to make a hat like a hatter. So you get a hold of the straw, uh, straw you see, and you have to make, you see, a, a thing there, you see, and put the straws around, right up there. And if you have good strong straw, you see, they keep up. But if you have that oaten straw, it'll start to... But uh, these, yeah, well... The old ones were rushes in the olden times. Rush hats used to make. Something like you make that Krasog or anything like that, you know. You make it the same way, but you, you join it around. There's nothing, there's nothing much in it. So they'd, they'd go to a, a stack of rye if they cut Thomas and, and uh, pull a few shaves and well, get into a house. Had. How long would it take to make a set, Thomas, about... Make them in a few uh, hours. You'd make, a, you'd make a hat now if you had somebody to look yeah, after you with twists. You'd make it in about 20 or like half an hour anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a special one then for the captain, wasn't there? He, well, he had a little, little bit of a little chip on his shoulder, yeah, yeah. you see, with a little crown on it. Crown yeah. on it, yeah. 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 Yes, he had, and he, 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 well, of course, you see, the way it was in the olden times, you see, you had to have the hat. Well, don't on you, you see, because when you were d drinking that cup of portrait you got out of the, the bucket, you see, you'd have to keep the hat middling well down, you see, how nobody would know you. Hmm. That was clamoury. Oh, clamoury. Well, there was a question asked earlier on, like, what does clamoury mean? It's stuck her. Yeah, I know. A fellow that went without 
wedding garment just you might say. Yeah, Nearly the the biblical thing okay. like that. The, the man that wasn't okay. invited to the, 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 the wedding yeah. feast. The scrounger, yeah, that's proper scrounger, yeah. But there's another meaning offered for it as well. Like you see that that uh, a wedding is a clownus. No, no, clownus is not a wedding. It is not. No, 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 it's a matchmaking business. That's right. Yeah, the preparation no. for the wedding. Vanishes the wedding. Vanishes the wedding. I know, but the point about it. What's matchmaking? Clownus, but surely like the dragon home. The dragon home. Come off the, the clowners might get broken up when uh, the wedding was uh, off. Maybe, right. maybe, but then the clownery might be get broken up as uh, well. They mightn't be able to attend. So the clowners might have come out of the no, the clownery might have no, come out of the No, the clownery didn't come into it no, until the, the wedding was no, there. Right. Yeah, that's right. And then so you see, the if you got an invitation, you were all right. If you hadn't, make a hat. And go to the you are a fellow that hadn't a wooden garment, you see. songs, all people, and they were able to make songs about one another, and one wanted to make his, I'd make a song about you, you'd make another one and reply back to me. Well, them songs, and they were the finest, and I heard them sung, and there were some of them, part over them damn songs, and in fact, Ridiculing one with them hearing the songs. All that's do, all them are down in the graves now, and there were illiterate people that hadn't, from air to a said, and they could sing them songs like widow. And, but all them are gone and dead and buried, and it's a pity, you know. <laughs> I I heard several of them, but I'm not able to sing them now. Oh no, no, I couldn't do it. But I know you composed a song about me. I replied back to you if I wasn't able to do it. I got some other smart man that was oh able to reply to you again and ridiculed you and oh that was damn right. I seen that in my days. When I was a young fella, I'm almost 80 years now. I don't know how they could do it, but they could make up a song in a few minutes 
We'll play to you off the hundred in a wedding house or something, a song, somewhere about them. By God, they were able to come back. And it was all Irish songs, you know, that they had. Oh, oh, there was. Oh, no doubt about it. They have. Uh, yeah, lost is right. I'm dead and buried in the graves with them. They are, yeah, yeah. They are, that's for sure. I remember listening to uh, a song from Clonnells just a, a couple of nights ago and it brought back memories to me. I used to teach in Dunever at one stage and uh, there was an old woman by the name of Maudie Heveron there and she used to sing The Streets of Derry. And all the lines I could remember was my love was like, he was more like a commanding officer than one to die on the gallows tree. So I thought that that song had died, but Nola Nigonel is still singing it, God bless her. But uh, it brought back, it brought me back to Maudie's fireside. And she was an 80 year old woman, that's some 20 years ago. And uh, I was right in by that fireside again, and I was right in with the hospitality of those 20 years ago. and. I treasured it, and I'm glad that the song hasn't died, but I'm sure that there are many others that have died. And I suppose with our mass media, we're doing a lot of things, but we fail to communicate with each other because we're looking at a little box in the corner. But there are lots of people in silent places and in hillsides and valleys that have an awful lot to contribute, but they don't belong possibly to our present world. And that's where I sort of get upset once in a while when I see an old man on the road with a donkey maybe or a cart and all that. And I say, well, he mightn't belong to the EC or he mightn't belong to this, that and the other, but he belongs to us. The only thing is that we have failed to treasure him. And I would like that if in future that those beautiful old people that smoke their pipes and could sit down for half the day on a fence that they could be listened to and enjoyed, but uh, we're too much in a hurry. Right. Fireside chat at night time in the old homes. It was grand to listen to them. I'd like to sing you a song now that I learned from an old man years ago. It was Michael Khorikon, Michael Nadaushi, that used to call to Gracie Anthony years ago to get his shoes mended. Michael Nadaushi, as people might know, means Michael of the Fairies, and we enjoyed many nights at wakes in times gone by listening to Michael telling his stories about Nadini that were lofa, as they say. Nadini, Nadini Mahia, or Nadini, and the people that were Tukhies, you know, there were lots of all those people. That was a world of 20 plus years ago and uh, the song I learned from Michael I think Father Dever out in Miami knows it as well I think the two of us are the only local exponents of it I don't know if other people have picked it up from us or not it's called Mulrenny Town and so I'll have a go at it <coughs> Oh tis just last summer I took a notion to forget life's care and sorrow's drought. I boarded a liner and crossed the ocean and steered my course for Mulrenny Town. Well, I must confess that I was a stranger to those kind friends that I used to know. For some have gone for to meet their maker and more are exiled on a foreign shore. Oh, there lies Clouvet with its lovely islands as speckled over its waters grand where in our youth we did roam together for to sport and play on its golden sand 
you could see the cows come home a-looing, the sheep a-grazing on the mountain side. You could see the hilltops in glory glowing as the sun it set neath the Atlantic tide. Across the water there stands Crowpatrick, a covered over with heather brown. And St. Patrick, in prayer and fasting, did oft times gaze upon Mulrenny town. O life it is, both free and easy, and won't you wait now for a cup of tea? Oru, oru, what is your hurry? Sure tomorrow brings yet another day. And if I was a man of leisure, sure it's told Aaron, I would soon be bound. There I'd settle down among the kindly neighbours that you will find around Mulrenny Town. Dancer or a musician or, or something, and it was no nonsense, you no know. Nonsense you had to go, you had to go to town on the reed oh, and yes. sidestep it and do the lot. There was no, there was no nonsense in this yeah. round and. I see Nancy German cut no. dance on the lot of the man. By God, they could dance real. What are you talking about? Uh, what should they got to, from Dacherty? And the cocksock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they got it from Doherty. I don't know. The the water, yeah. They did go. Was there a tradition at one stage like uh, that if clamoury wouldn't be allowed into the house, if the wedding was over full or something, yeah, short yeah, of things, yeah. I mean, ah. was there a tradition that they'd, they'd put an old scraw of sod on the no, chimney and, no. and give them out? They turned them away and that was it. That was it. They would, they'd accept them or they wouldn't accept them. That's oh, exactly. right. You'd be asked, you couldn't go into the house without going to the, to the house the and asking. <laughs> Was it okay for the clamoury to come in? Come oh, in. it was. Oh. And if it was all okay for the clamoury to come in, you come yeah. in, and if it wasn't, well... Yeah, well, I, I heard suggestions like that there might have been devilment as well with oh. some of these guys. If they didn't get invited, that they might just have put oh, a nose scrawl on the chimney that, and smoke yeah. them out of that it. Could, <laughs> that could happen, all right. If you, if you want, if you want, uh, if, if you wouldn't be allowed in, well, you didn't bother going. You were graceful enough not to bother. I walked away. There was no development that no, way. No. no, no, no. No, they were all straightforward people. But that was what it was. You see, the, the straw boy job 
was what you might call a fellow that didn't get an invitation to the wedding. And the only way he'd get in is make a hat and put a sheet around him oh, and boy. get in. And then, you see, the porter would go around in a bucket and a cup. And some of them wouldn't let you in at all. But anyway, if you, if you got in, you see, you kept the hat well up and put back your little mug of porter or cup or whatever it was, you know. And uh, you are satisfied with that. As well as that too, you see, you had... That there, were, there were occasions maybe when people would have travelled a distance, maybe six or seven miles, or eight or nine miles, and this would be known to the people of the house that if there were two or, two, two or three teams that they possibly didn't come from the immediate vicinity, and with the tradition that people have in the west of Ireland for looking after the, the stranger or giving him the cup of tea, you know, that would hold, in the case of the strawberries too, that... Uh, they wouldn't go back to their own village and have it to say that the, at least the men of the house wouldn't allow them to go back to their own village and give, it a, give them the chance of saying that they hadn't been well received or that they, they, they weren't looked after when they came to uh, visit uh, the wedding. Of course, young people at that time, they didn't have any form of entertainment, they didn't have uh, radio or television even, and uh, you had the, the pattern of life here where you had uh, migration and where you, where you had a big number of families home during the, the winter time, and uh, the, the amount of enjoyment that was available to them was very, or entertainment that was available to them was very limited. And they were always prepared to get together and, and, and uh, do something like this when the occasion uh, warranted it. And in the olden days, you know, you see there was the relations were all invited. Anyone connected in the family were invited to a wedding. But, but the, the boys would be sitting around and nothing to do. We'd play cards and all that. But then again, the lads, someone would say, right, lads, let's what about the clamour? Make the, the straw. Every man could make a, a hat then, you know. Not many now, it's a bit of an art now. There's not a lot of uh, people around to make the, the hats. Well, I, I learned the, the, the <coughs> Thomas Ruddy here that showed me how to make the hats, you know, and, and my sister and I make the hats for ourselves now, you know. But um, the youngsters have an interest in, in, in making them, but as long as there's somebody there to show them how to go about it, you know. And the, in the olden days, the best thing about it was that the Kalia, the old woman, had a black shawl. That's right. Well, she had the stick, and no one could take, the Shani could do anything because the Kalia was watching. <laughs> that was the, 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 the fun about it. The Shani would have a bottle of whiskey in his pocket, yeah. and they'd end up fighting over the whiskey. The Shani would make sure, that, the Kalia would make sure that the Shani wasn't hit. I think that's the, the, yeah, that was the best part of the, the glamoury, really, the Shani and the Kalia. You know, most people oh, seem to get the most enjoyment out of that. And uh, it was really just because, uh, just for a crack and a dance, you know, anyone that was not inclined to go for a night, maybe get a drink too, if they'd uh, allow you in. Well, it's a pity that more people don't know about them and that it isn't more widespread throughout the, the country well, because it is great fun. It is, it's, it's, uh, people get great enjoyment out of it. And yeah, well uh, I think it's m mostly um, this part of the country, in Mayo, maybe parts of Galway and parts of Clare, where they have the clamoury, but I, I think, as far as I know, that they don't have in other parts of the country. And well, it's, it's a great pity, really, because it, it, uh, they may have had it in olden days, but it's, it's, it would be nice to see it revived throughout the country. Yeah, well, I should, uh, I'm surprised at Galway now. I should imagine that Galway should have taken it down more than, you know, as much as Mio has done. 
because uh, after all, the, you hear the, the lads talking about glamories and that, but I can't see why it has to be me or Galway should be. Well, there isn't an awful, there isn't, uh, there isn't uh, much to it really. Any place where they have set dances, it would be easy enough to to go about it and to to revive the the whole tradition throughout the country because you have set dances in the in the south and Kerry and Cork and and up along the west coast and generally you have and, and it would be a pity to, to, to see it fade away. Well, what I like about the Clamories in these recent years now is the music and the sing-song that goes with it, you know. That's true, because and, it's not just while like the, the Clamory are performing that the fun is in it. There seems to be, they, they, they seem the, to get the, great interest the, in there, the, the people the, who the attend and they, they, the talent is the there. The sing-song is, is accordion player, you can act them, they're all, they're all well-talented. And of course then, you see, the, tra- the tra- tradition again was that they would go out and they would go to the, the party, whatever party, whether it be a wedding or, or whatever, and yeah. they would go and, and take out somebody out of the crowd, and that person would they dance with waltz. Usually they'd take them out to waltz, and they wonder who they were, you know. And <laughs> Of course, yeah. everybody would wait to see who the Shani and Kala would go for, and that, <laughs> that again, yeah. that, that they seem to be the centre of attention most of the time. The, the most uh, county, I, I reckon, for the good musicians are, I'll have to say this, that uh, the best... County, right? Say is clear. County clear for music. I can't see why can they have the clamory because they could go. County clear is definitely the best traditional Irish music county. That, that I have Don't you my agree with Johnny? It is. Yeah, in, in my uh, estimation, anyway. <laughs> Son. 
told in sure it was to make her free. When shallow red blood ceased to flow, when shallow tears be dry, our who would raise that flag let low, but Major John McBride. From Nathan's breast to Corinth's crest, from Kong to Fenchley here lies the cream of Connaught's best, God kiss the cross you bore, and files the mice, sweeps proudly down to giant Raleigh's tide. All Irishmen will bless the name of Major John McBride. And now from burst the dawning's light of freedom's coming day. A monument will erect for you beside your own club and as Patrick soars aloft in high majestic pride, all Irish hearts will bless the name of Major John McBride. <laughs> Well, uh, the cup that was put up here was, we asked goes back 16 or 17 years now, it is uh, for the competition, the local competition, it was uh, named after an old man called Martin Cooney, who was a tremendous character and who had retired from England and was in getting his old age pension and his contributory pension and he used to get, get teams of strawberries up for weddings and it was decided to, to uh, commemorate his memory by uh, having this cup provide, uh, um, presented the winning team each year at the competition and we always managed to have six or seven teams and I, I think that you know, the thing is going to continue and that uh, there will be young people who will be prepared to carry on the tradition and hopefully we'll see it coming back again for, for weddings for the you know, even the hotel weddings that, that, that the strawberries will come in and, and had to maintain the link with the past by, by continuing like this. Well, one of the great things I, I think about Clonry is the enjoyment that the young kids get out of it and they, they really love it. They, they, their eyes light up and they really enjoy it. They, they do. And is this like... Uh, for the kids, they surely enjoy it. The kids do. Well, you go to the local competition, even in the in Town Hall now, where we have our annual competition, and the place is packed that night. It's yes. packed to capacity. You can you couldn't get stand and room only with it, yeah, and it's mostly kids. The reason I, I think they should do it, they should keep it up because the kids enjoy to watch the clamoring. But I enjoy even in the pub when you walk in and they walk in and see them. I, I remember you coming in one time to the sound there. one time. I tell you, it was great to watch it. I was standing there myself and it, uh, I was taken back. Well, we have kind of made a habit of this now where we go around, especially if you have a local wedding, and we might be asked to go from to weddings which are outside of the area, but um, they look forward to the clamory coming in because everybody enjoys it. Oh, sure do. Oh, the all wait for mm-hmm. the clamory, and, and that what brings the crowds, and the clamory is going to be there. And uh, I, I definitely enjoy to see the clamour. Even in the local competition, there's a lot of fun attached to it, you know. And uh, I think the interest should be kept going, yes, indeed, it should. And the, the interest is, as far as the youngsters around here are concerned, the interest is still there. Nothing like it. And even, uh, you might even have families, one, some from family, one, the one family going in different teams. And then they, they, they don't want to come in, they, they're not allowed into the house if they're in a different team and there's a practice going on in that particular house. They're not allowed in. (laughs) 
I'll tell you, Jim, with the wind in our back, we're only mighty. And we're yet to Nishan Wadari, Nyardini Nisarma, Namujhain, the core. Core Gwihia. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.